You're listening to the Blue Box Podcast, and for the next 60 minutes, we're going to be talking about class, so you don't have to. I'm JR. Hi, I'm Lee. And I'm taking full credit for this, Lee. Okay. We are reviewing, finally, after six weeks of avoiding it, class. Well, Lee, tell us how we're reviewing class. I have a teen reading group. I should really say young adult. What, what's the preferable I prefer name? teen. Teen, right. We've got a teen reading group called Leaf Group. And they come every month to review books at the library. Why is it called Leaf Group? Because I'm a genius. <laughs> this is Quinn speaking. Yes, hello. We'll all be introduced in a second. Oh, yeah. Um, because one of the crew decided that uh, they'd call me Leaf and it stuck. And actually it works because the leaf of a book and all that. Yeah, it's very clever. So Wait, it's what, now the leaf of a book. They're made out of that. Or... Yeah, I was going to no, say, like I thought it was going to be something oh. to do with the pages in a book. But actually, it's the most self-aggrandizing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But I went with it. It's fine. And it's been going for, what, three years? Cut a long yeah. story short, yeah, yeah. we have assembled a bunch of teens to talk about class, because class is the Doctor Who programme for teens. Does everybody here watch Doctor Who? Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Okay, I'm guessing that's four yeses. Or three yeses and a minus. <laughs> I've seen some. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's introduce ourselves so that everybody knows who's talking. I'm going to go from my left. Uh, just say who you are. Hello, I'm Frank Ruffalo, but everyone calls me Frankie. Okay. I'm Sashka. And you're... I'm Martha. And I'm Quinn. Okay, Quinn, I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to ask everybody a simple question before we get stuck into it so that people can get used to hearing your voices before we get into a conversation. So, Quinn, you watch Doctor Who. Who's your favourite Doctor? Um... Okay, it would be have to, it would be really hard to choose, but I'm gonna have to go with either David Tennant or the Fifth Doctor because I really love him. Everyone's grandma <laughs> loves him. I'm a grandma. <laughs> the Fifth Doctor. <laughs> how, how on earth did you get to the Fifth Doctor? He's so sweet. I was trying to watch all of it, and then like I just kind of. Didn't. When you say you're trying to watch all of it, you I mean go to, back yeah. through. But then there are a bunch of lost episodes and stuff, so I, I kind of got stuck around the second Doctor, and I just kind of gave up on the third Doctor, though I did like his flouncy coats and stuff. <laughs> um, so um, I skipped a little bit. I mean, I love Tom Baker, but... Scar. But oh, Peter Davison Peter is... Peter Davison is so cute! Really? <laughs> yes! He's like as a in... little old man in a young yeah, man's I body. Know. Yeah, but because... Not as in... He's physically cute, but just he's like an adorable person. He's quite sweet. Yeah, see? <clears throat> he's the doctor you feel sorry for. Yeah. And that's why you like him. Well, because of the costume. Or... I've got a question the other one, though. David Tennant. I love David what? Tennant. Okay, we're going to carry on around this circle before I get myself in any more trouble. <laughs> Martha, <clears throat> favourite Doctor Who story? 
story it would probably have to be the um the one with the silence and that kind of series and stuff so, day just, of the moon and that or mm, like just because that was the first one that's kind of what really got me into it so when if i ever rewatch it when i rewatch it i do regularly but um <laughs> when i rewatch it i don't know if it's all nostalgic and it's just really good and nice so, uh, how, how, how old were you how old were you when you watched that series, series probably about like I don't know, it was when it was going out, so I can't remember, or when it, no, I remember I got into Doctor Who towards the second half of that, so then I went, went and re-watched it right from the beginning, so, I don't know, maybe 11, 12, I'm mm. not, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't mind that though, that's one of my favourite series. Everybody else hates it. Series 6. I like that one. Yeah, I love Series 6, I think it's great. <laughs> Sashka! you not a big Doctor Who fan, so your question is going to be non-Doctor Who related. What's your favourite TV programme? Um, I don't know. I'm really liking Class at the moment. I think it's really good. Anything else? Uh, a university challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about, because I have no frame of reference for Class other than this, so I'm going to throw a word out now and you're all going to laugh at me and I will go very red for the next five minutes and Lee will talk. What about Hollyoaks? Do you watch Hollyoaks? No. That's my only frame of reference for sort of something that's what? primarily aimed at teens. What about Waterloo the Inbetweeners? Road? The Inbetweeners. I don't watch <laughs> The Inbetweeners or Waterloo Road. No, the only Water- reason I watch Road. Hollyoaks is because them at home has it on when we're having dinner. Them so I see home. it every night, whether I want to or not. So is this like the people next door who you <laughs> just... <laughs> do you look through the window and notice, oh crap, there's Hollyoaks because of where you're sat at the table or... <laughs> Actually, Hollyoaks is pretty good. I'm surprised by it. <laughs> is it? I prefer Waterloo Road. It's a it's so It's outrageous. It's funny. The Waterloo Road so did have its moments. But... I, I I don't have an opinion. I've never seen it, but it I is. Also, a... I also don't feel like I want to ever see it either. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. You know. Whenever the advert comes on, it looks really scary. So I don't watch it. Hollyoaks. Or... Yeah. yeah, it is a they, like trips like EastEnders and Hollyoaks are so bleak, so depressing. Mm. You find Hollyoaks depressing? Well, I haven't actually watched it in that much detail. <laughs> <laughs> you see it on the like, NTAs and stuff, the Soap Awards, which I have to sit through with my dad, and um, <clears throat> it's so downbeat. Oh, it actually is not. Oh, is it? No, but we'll come back to Hollyoaks, because I will be bringing that up as a frame of really? reference. But while we're here, Frankie, who's yeah. your favourite Doctor Who companion? Um... Probably Sarah Jane, but everyone says that. Ace. Ace is pretty awesome. See, I'm expecting, like, Martha. Oh, Martha was cool as well. I sort of grew up with her. Like, Rose cried a bit too much. Martha (laughs) was smarter. And she had younger siblings, which I could relate to more than Rose. You've got younger siblings, or you are a younger sibling? No, I have younger siblings. Um, Well, a bit of both, actually. Fair enough. Mm. Right, how much of class has everybody seen? Frankie. Um, up to the episode six. So that's where we are. We're on episode okay. six. So you've okay. seen all six so far. Sashka. I've seen up to episode five. Oh, so this whole detention reading group <laughs> thing doesn't mean anything to you no. yet. I've only seen the first three episodes, but I'm open for spoilers and I'm going to definitely watch it all. I just haven't had a lot of time. <laughs> well... We'd probably better not mention about the Polish boy dying just yet, then. Oh, yeah. Horrific death. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn, you up to six? Yes. Okay, so we've got two are on six. (laughs) No. Two are on six, three are on five, and one who's on three. I'm on six. 
Well, I hope so. I'm on 6-2. <laughs> Otherwise, the <laughs> reviews I've been writing about it might come across as just a little bit disingenuous. <laughs> okay, let's go in. Let's. Uh, I've got a thing somewhere, a cheat sheet with all the episodes written down. But oh, before we get into talking about the specific episodes, is everybody enjoying it? Martha? Yeah, it's, it's very good. I'm definitely going to watch more of it. Yeah. Quinn, how are you finding it so far? It's really, really good, but I think the theme tune's a bit rubbish. <laughs> oh, which oh, really? Yeah. The, fir- the, the first part or the end bit? Um, the one the, the first, okay. yeah, the opening. Does anybody know who it's by? It's a song that already no, existed. I want to find out what it is. I think you can look it up online. It's a song yeah. that they've just taken, taken rather right? than something that was written. Is it a cover of a song that already existed? Like, did they do a proper? I don't know. I, I'm sure I read somewhere that it was the actual song and they've just mm. mixed it for the opening titles. Sashka, are you enjoying it? Yeah, I really like it. It's, it's, I think it's like a good mix between like fun and like scary and action. So, yeah. And Frankie? Um, I kind of disagree with what Sashka says. I'm enjoying it, but it's a bit clunky. But where it works, it works really well. Ooh. <laughs> right, let's get into talking about the episodes. Uh, we'll go through the episodes first, we'll yeah. go through the characters afterwards, and we'll bring up anything else after that. The first episode, this is the one that I found clunky, where they introduced yeah. everybody mm. and all the onga, mm. and I found it just a sort of non-stop barrage of information without much actually going on, and without any real reason mm. to sort of care about anybody or anything. But I mean, I mean, whoever wants to speak next, just throw your opinions into the ring. First episode, how did you all find it? Um, I thought, I, I liked it. I think it was good for establishing characters, but it didn't have a massive amount of storyline. And I think it's definitely, I know I know for a fact that the, everything introduced in that does come back later in episode four, which I have not seen, but I've Yes, read, we all know that for a I, fact, haven't seen it. I, I, read, <laughs> I read the little blurb bit. That, that they give on each episode but um yeah so i think it was good for establishing but i think yeah good for a first episode but has anybody here seen buffy the vampire slayer yes mm. so <laughs> <laughs> so i don't i've seen bits and pieces of buffy but i've not really seen much of it and this is one of the main points of comparison how is it very similar and how does it compare um, I think it, it now that I think about it because I hadn't thought about that it is quite similar and I've seen all of Buffy but I haven't seen it in a while I kind of I finished watching it last year but because um, I take it you yeah. didn't watch Buffy at the time you're far too young <laughs> no my my uncle's a massive fan and he gave me the box sets there's a bit of wow. a there's a bit of a tone isn't there there's the tone's the same Vibes. there's a few you know swords and things and supernatural elements to it even though it's sci-fi do you find the tone in a the school, same, though? Um, in s- only in some scenes and some of, parts, not the, not the whole thing. All the bits of Buffy I'd seen were quite cheesy. Is Buffy cheesy? <laughs> I always thought Buffy. it was like quite cheesy. <laughs> it is now, yeah, <laughs> that's but for it's sure. Like sort of the, the original sort of thing. Yeah. But wasn't it self-knowingly a little bit cheesy anyway? Didn't it? Yeah, because kind of yeah, um, they said the reason they named the character Buffy was just so that it would be almost kind of ironic and that a cheerleader yeah. can be a vampire slayer. Yeah. yeah. Did it's a bit see... like the April being a, a, a you know a, a king of yeah uh, I sort of think of the shadow kin. So and she's like a folk singer. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about class is, I find it's not cheesy at all. It is quite serious at times. Yeah, takes itself a bit too serious. Um, 
No, I think the dialogue between the teenagers, sometimes they make jokes and um, it's quite funny and it feels very real. I think Miss Quill as well, she is just badass and the way she, the jokes she makes and the things, I find her quite entertaining as sort of anti-hero. You're so British, aren't you? Badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's badass. It's not as badass. <laughs> oh God, it might be in this room. It's not where I come from. Sashka, you seen Buffy? Yeah, I mean they they do reference Buffy. They say say it's like the Hellmouth in Buffy. Yeah, in, in like the yes, first they episode. Do. And they mention like I think it's in the second episode they compare it with their situation with the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. So I think it is kind of like almost ambitious that the BBC is sort of reaching out to like and making links with these other teenage shows to try and perhaps broaden the audience. Yeah, I think uh, they're like aware of what it can be compared to and. Well, it's a bit like the writer, Patrick Ness, is saying, right, I know what I'm doing, and I know what criticisms I'm going to get, so I'm just going to put them in the characters' mouths so that nobody needs to bother saying it afterwards. And has it worked? (laughs) Or are people going to be saying it afterwards? I've just brought it up now. No, I like it when a writer, Stephen Moffat does the same, actually, and and Ross D. Davis, where they can preempt what you're thinking, Mm. and then they'll say something and go, oh, yeah, I was thinking that, actually. It is a bit like this. Do you think he's... That. Preempting what other people are thinking, or do you think he's just putting on the page what he himself is thinking? I think he's preempting what I'm thinking. Full stop. Leaf. <laughs> no one else. Um, yeah, you're right. And Bless the, you. the prom, the prom scene um, is reminiscent of kind of like the carry aspect yes. as well. A tiny bit. Oh, well, actually, well, well it's just blood. throwing it in. I'm wondering whether Patronette did that on purpose as well. Yeah. Well, I had a prom with lots of blood. <laughs> it's pretty much that, isn't it? That's pretty much. Do they mention Carrie in that as well? Is I it? don't know, but that's I pretty much it. all American horror movies, <laughs> yes. basically. They don't all have a problem, do they? Pretty much. Almost. Yeah. Even if it's not it's eccentric, like a, but it happens at some point. Yeah, it's a big thing in American teen horror movies, I think. Yeah. I think we all just watched Carrie, and then British kids thought, hey, that looks quite fun without the blood. <laughs> but that's how it caught them over here. So, and, and and that's the thing, isn't it? It has caught on over here. Me and Lee don't know, because it's been so long since we were at school. But that is the thing now, isn't it? Have any of you ever been to one? Yeah. Mm. I have to go this year. Oh, really? lovely. Yeah. So, American proms are quite formal, aren't they? I... Mm. There's this always take, my, be my date to the prom stuff. Yeah, that's but... a very... At, at our school, uh, we have photos from the prom, and I think maybe like three people actually had dates and everyone else just kind of turned up in a massive yeah. group and had a good time and I think that's yeah it seems like the proms over here more like um a, a girl's a night out or a boy's night out they all go together yeah. and turn up together and hang about yeah, and have right a laugh up. and if a few people get together they do but it's not like harry potter is it yeah. where you've got to go it's with not like <clears> a, it, i think in america it's more of a rite of passage yeah, right. kind <laughs> of thing. yeah it's something you have to get through basically the thing you have to get through is asking the person for the date isn't it? Mm, yeah. the worst well, we didn't bother with that. Like, I just turned up trying to look a bit like John Pertwee. How <laughs> <laughs> I could pull. <laughs> i got to ask. <laughs> Would you like to see a photo? Oh my god. <laughs> now, this is radio. You can't <laughs> Show us afterwards. But you had dressed up as John Pertwee. A bit like John Pertwee. Yeah. Did anybody get it? Yes, my, some of my teachers did, and they like, announced it. Really? Like, yeah. 
Like when they were your teachers announced they were reading out like the nominations of prom king and things, and my history teacher was like, "It could have been Frankie with his John Pertwee look." And I was like, "Hey, somebody knows it." Did anybody else anyone get that? Uh, I think a few might have. I think um, a friend of mine who who was trying to be my wingman the whole time. Um, he was like, uh, "Hey, Frankie, uh, you turned up with a sort of Doctor Who look. It was either that, or you were going to be a Dalek. But I don't know. You could pull it off." <laughs> he thought you could go to the prom as, as a, a Dalek. Dalek. Why not? <laughs> well, that's interesting. Tell what you're doing, Quinn. No, my brother owns a Dalek costume. Oh, I was wow. going to come in a morph suit. I thought that would be pretty cool. Mor- you turn up in a morph suit, like the, the yeah. thing, the, yeah, the skin thing. thing. Mm. Is that and you can still see through it and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, from no, the like inside, the, the but yeah. presumably so you come from the you'd outside. You'd just be a no. silhouette. Yeah, exactly. You, you Wait, but, but hang on, Morph's brown, isn't he? No, 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 like, no. Are we talking about Morph like Treasure Planet? No, no, we're talking about a Morph you know, suit. Morph they're like Spider-Man suits. They're skin tight, and they're like you can see through it. My dad one. You can be Slenderman. My my brother's got a Slenderman one. I want to have a skeleton one, and then you show up and you go like woo woo, and it's fun. I'm like. So they're not talking about the same morph as we are. No. I know what kind of morph you're thinking, but no. No, sorry, we need to show generation. Right. Or I was going to wear a white morph suit and then put clothes on top and then you could be a Just Dance character. Because they, <laughs> they all look, they're all I'll white and glowing and then they have clothes on top, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought that would be quite fun. You have to go in with the boombox and play the music and do yeah. the dances. Yeah. Or you have to Cotton go with... Joe. Yes! <laughs> Why what? Cotton Eye Joe? Why it's not? Because it's abysmal. <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to take it this is. conversation Taylor back Swift. to where it was supposed <laughs> is, to be. Okay. Uh, you know, that's proper country music. Wait, Taylor <clears throat> Swift over yeah. Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> yeah, and Saving Jane okay. as well. Fight me! On. Yeah! <laughs> Bring it on! Back on topic. Right, back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's I'm a super doing a morphs, isn't it? That is. I'm back on topic. Yeah. Okay, back on topic. You're all at school and college and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do the other kids at school and college also watch Doctor Who in class? Uh, I haven't heard that many people talking about it, except in creative writing. A few people who plan to watch it have, and I think generally quite enjoying it. I think. Class, you mean? Yeah, class. Yeah. What about Doctor Who? Do people watch Doctor oh, Who? Oh, yes. They do. I'm getting yes. lots of nods. But there's yes. so much hate for Capaldi at college because yeah. we yeah. all really? grew up yeah. with Tennant and Eccleston. Yeah. But I quite I don't mind Capaldi. Cara ruined it. Yeah. Really? What's wrong with Clara? Oh, she, no, well, well, apart She's from the lack of personality. The yes. of Clara. Uh, uh. Cara and Capaldi have no chemistry. No. Or rather, generally, Coleman and Capaldi have no chemistry. Mm. They're, they're, they seem a bit kind of just forced together and then get her out of the way. Ugh, and her boyfriend issues. Uh, she, Danny no, was just was arrogant. Good. No, he wasn't. Danny no, was all right. Danny was all right. He's annoying. No, he wasn't. But Clara was awful. She was. <laughs> she was <laughs> awful. Yeah, but why? She what was betrayed wrong with Clara? the doctor. To you. Us oh. middle-aged blokes, we all loved Clara. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not even going to ask. My dad loves her. She's good in Victoria, generally, is Coleman. I think... It it would be hard to kind of follow on from Amy for anyone. Yes. Clara did not pull it off. Amy has a lot of personality in comparison with Clara. Mm. Amy's just seems a little like... bit too much personality. That's true, but they went experimental. It seemed like they were doing something new with her meeting the Doctor as a kid and that sort of faith and a bit of a love triangle, which mm. uh, which was quite tedious after a while with her breaking up with Rory only to get back together again. 
But um, by the time that was all finished, like, we, oh, yeah, we had Clara, and she seemed quite new and exciting, but after a while I realised, yeah, there's nothing that special about her apart from the impossible girl plot. And Which is that was done with. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah, not enough to make you care about the characters and more the writing, then. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not the but no, but um, generally he's common just can't really redeem um, yeah, what these funny. writers do. And the the way her relationship with Capaldi is written, I don't think that allows them to really shine or anything. It's not it's just not very pleasant, to be honest. Mm. Well it started out that way, didn't it get better though? It did after a while, I think. But I don't think it felt as genuine as, say, like <clears throat> Billy Piper and David Tennant. They had proper chemistry, as did Tennant and Tate. So, uh... All right, fair enough. Right, let's get back to class then, yeah. shall we? And talk about the second episode, mm-hmm. which was where you really started to see what the series was going to be oh, like, blood. without it being all oh, introductions and stuff. That was so much blood. I loved kind it. Of, I watched the first Same. episode, and then and then there was the kind of the promo for next <laughs> time. And I was watching that, just kind of, ah, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's going on? How did it get that dark that quickly? I was disappointed, I, 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 I wanted it more was great. blood. More blood. Whoa. I wanted more blood. The promo made it look like it was going to be like, a and massacre but they took just kind of the few scenes and mm. just shoved them all, shoved them all well, together I, I think the first but I think with those ones the, the first couple of episodes of class were more gory than some episodes of Torchwood supernatural oh, yeah that's yeah it's different it, it, class does remind me of a combination between Doctor Who and Supernatural and Supernatural cause it's, it's American and it's quite different but basically it's kind of described as the um, kind of the next generation of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is Supernatural so. also not very funny? No, no, oh, it, I'm it's kind of something of, else. Nah, Supernatural. It's quite a serious show when it gets serious, but they they do have funny yeah. standalone episodes. Yeah, really <laughs> random stuff as well. Oh, really? Yeah, like when they get sent into the TV. Yeah, yes. <laughs> through the channel. They're changing that's what they changing channels. Channel. I that's what they did in like Red Dwarf: Back to Earth. They come sure. out of TV Probably. and go and meet the actual actors in Coronation. Yes, yes, it's a yes, idea. <laughs> it was so funny. It's kind of yeah. a fallback for any TV show. Like, what do we do next? Shove them in the teeth. <laughs> Speaking but, of yeah. gory TV shows, does anyone watch American Horror Story? Because I feel like I'm on my own. No. My friend does. But... Have you seen Under the Skin? No. It's a really messed up film with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, so, right. Alien Arrives on Earth takes the form of Scarlett Johansson. Scottish. And she yes. eats the Scottish men in her yeah. van. Yes. She, like, she leads them into this black. Void slash tar pit slash meat processor. Oh after when she, she when she by seducing them, it's just yeah, really weird. Is she eats the men very, in her van. Yes. I find it very it's funny. Not a very fun concept. It is. It's it's amusing. Right topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, talking of Torchwood, I do think that this episode was the most Torchwoody of all of them because there is the second episode. Yeah, yeah it's mm. it's got that kind of combination of all the dots who. World, it's also it? got the slightly but... camp, slightly homoerotic thing going on. What? <laughs> with with the coaches and lots of boys getting undressed and undressed in changing rooms oh, and stuff. Yeah, 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 I was really yeah, surprised yeah. by the coach because he just like rips off his shirt in front of Ram and he's like, don't you have places to be? <laughs> <laughs> he's like wiggling yeah. his moves at him. <laughs> they're called pectorals. Moves. They're moves. They're moves. They're moves. Our listeners won't know what moves are. <laughs> <laughs> explain. Uh, I think half are they all moves. American? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, yeah. 
We're not that popular. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Is it? Was it a surprise to see how different in tone class was to Doctor Who then? Was that what you were expecting or not? Uh, I was... Because for me, the first time I heard about it was at the book group because... I don't know, normally if there's going to be a spin-off show or something, there'll be hype up to it all around the internet, But and then it happens and everyone just kind of goes crazy. Yeah. I did not have mm-hmm. any of that with this one. I, I have mm. not found like any hype up to it. So then I looked up and I oh, this will be cool. This will be interesting. Watched it. It was great. I loved it. I was like, this is what we need. But um, yeah, I, I was kind of... I It was sort of what I was expecting, but maybe a bit kind of more... Yeah, I agree with you there. Like, um, I because w- when I heard it was announced, Patrick Ness was doing most of the writing. Have any? Like, but just to butt in, have any of you read Patrick Ness before? Did he yes. write? Yes more and no. Than this? Maybe the one. It's the one with. I don't know about that one. Um, yeah. If he did write reasons. more than this, then I've read that. That was good. <laughs> What's it about? Um, this guy. It's like he dies and then just wakes up exactly where he was and everywhere's empty mm-hmm. and he meets yes, three other people but what we were saying earlier about him kind of uh saying almost guessing what the audience is going to say one of the lines he said they've just defeated the villain he goes huh if this was a film like this we'd turn around the corner and he'd be or oh, he'd be back kind of uh he'd have to kill us and they'd turn the corner there's no one there turn another corner and <laughs> kind of thing what's this sorry uh more than this it's, it's right. a very good book, and I'm pretty sure yeah. it's actually there. Yeah, I only saw a rather pretentious play of A Monster Calls. The book's good, though. I haven't read it yet. So. <laughs> All right. All right. It's quite cool. intense, and it's, it's not a very happy read. No. But it's really written. Yeah. Sashka, you're very quiet in the corner. Um, I think I've read some Patrick Ness. Uh, did he do The Rest of Us Just Live Here? Possibly. I think he did. Because that was really good. Because that's about <laughs> these teens. And he's friends with all these people that are like involved in the supernatural. And everything goes wrong at their school. There's like the hipster kids. All people attracting like these monsters. And they're just trying to graduate from high school. I've got to find out. Does um, it have a happy ending? Do the monsters get the hipster oh, kids? Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, the hipster kids all keep on dying. And like oh. there's this like at the beginning of each chapter there's this tiny little blurb. And it's like... The hipster kid called Blue Ivy or whatever, like <laughs> ran off and got eaten by a monster, and then like another hipster kid comes in, and yeah, it's really good. I need to stop shopping at charity shops, otherwise a monster might come and eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you all? Because this is like, because one of the big things about in the promotion for class is like this is the YA version of Doctor Who. What? Do you all read and? I suppose watch films and TV series that are aimed at young adults or do you actually have a much wider breadth of experience of reading and watching things and it's just that this particular genre deals with particular subjects do you think um so I read a lot of kind of young adult books and my English teacher doesn't like that so (laughs) now I'm reading The Great Gatsby (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah and I do and I think it is it it is essentially a young adult version of Doctor Who and um, yeah I I do watch a lot of young adult films and read a lot of young adult books and I said I also watch some older films and cartoons which (laughs) (laughs) Adventure Time (laughs) Oh, Ben and Holly's my favourite. Gravity Falls. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yes, I have got a very, very wide range. And um, 
Yeah, so I think it do, it does fit in with the promotion, and I do like uh, Young's. Like, well, okay. Follow on question to that, and this is to everybody: Does YA fiction actually hit the spot with young adults? No. <laughs> yes and okay. no. Well, go on then, Quinn. No. How does it miss the spot, or what well, would you prefer to see? Well, uh, books aimed at girls are mostly like, "Hi, I'm Sammy, and yes. I have a crush on." Derek, <laughs> but he's dating Mandy, the cheerleader. I hate her so much. And then is there a lot of that? Though? Yes, there is really, too yeah. much. And it, it'll be something like, no. I can't talk to my mum because she's horrible. But I, I've got my dog, or I've got my nan to talk. <laughs> I've got my diary. My yeah, the <laughs> best friend. <laughs> We and go then, out on the weekends. And, and we... then the best friend starts dating the guy. Yeah, the best friend. And they fall out. And love triangles. Big it's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Twilight, isn't it? That's got to be YA, hasn't it? I, yes. Yeah. I think, basically, with young adult novel, novel, yeah, novels, um, novels, <laughs> they kind of, they, there's, there's a really wide range of them. There's the really good ones. There's the really bad ones. Kind and there's just the eh ones. Over to them. And then there's, the ones in the middle, but kind of, I think when with young adult, yep. young adult novels, they um, they see yeah. one thing that was popular, and just expand on that way too much. Oh, so yeah. now everything, it's the new Hunger Games. Yeah. When I look- too much dystopian future. I get it. The future sucks, oh. but <laughs> various versions of it. Whenever it's, I, it's time to stop. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um. Whenever I look in um like adult writers groups or anything, they're all like um. Oh, there are all these publishers who are still requesting like paranormal romance YA. And I'm like, really? Aren't City of Bones of Red? Um, Twilight. They're not. Does anybody here? Did anybody here actually enjoy Twilight? When no. I was reading it, it was really good because yeah. there was nothing like that. So you yeah. get you got really into it because there was yeah. like it was the beginning of it and then yeah. afterwards it was just forced down your throat and there's yeah. all these like superhero like paranormal things it's like I don't want that I just want like normal nice happy relationships like friends <laughs> like just as in friends the TV show or yeah. friends yeah. in friends general vampires <laughs> <laughs> no, no more vampires like I mean Friends that are like Twilight. Twilight is a vampire, not Twilight is friends with vampires at 33 RPM. That's a joke for Lee. Thank you very much. I'll be there for you (laughs) when the holy water starts to burn. I'll be there for you. Um, Yeah, I I have read Twilight, but I went into it with the mentality of, I keep saying I hate Twilight, but I've never read it, mm. so I'll read it so I can have an informed decision <laughs> of whether I hate it. And I, it's it's just I think it has the poten- it had the potential to be a good story that's badly written. So I had like all the hype behind it, and like people, it was really exciting because it was a new thing, and like everyone really got into it, and like and then the films came out, and it was like okay. It's not not as good, and then it was like everyone sort of started then dissing it, and it sort of became like the cool thing to do to yeah. like say you didn't like Twilight, even though they might have enjoyed it at the time. They're not yeah. very well written books. Yeah, so. they're yeah good. Did you notice no. reading it how conservative, small c conservative it is? Because she's Stephanie Meyer's quite famous. She's a Mormon, Fair, yeah. Isn't she? And the books are basically yeah. a sort of allegory for they sort of. of I mean, yeah, they like I mean, it's even raining until she gets time. married and stuff. And then there's the whole like, oh, 
<laughs> I mean, looking back, at the time I really enjoyed them, but looking back, if I read them again, yeah. I think I wouldn't enjoy them, yeah. which is why I've like avoided them. I did watch the film and uh, we, we did it on the radio show we had to kind of try yeah. and find something I don't good. know why you made that singularly there's got to be at least four <laughs> I watched one film <laughs> and uh, I thought well I better find something positive to say about it and it was genuine I had to sit down there watch it and go okay is there something good about this film that I really enjoyed there wasn't anything apart from the music. Um, <laughs> Even the music. The soundtrack. No, they've got Green Day on some of them. Oh, really? The music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the music was good. They, was they asked My Chemical Romance to do a song for them, but they refused. <laughs> there's, that, there's that crap song well, for thousands of years. Well, that's because they split up. Oh, that's... It's an all... Too soon! What, no? Gerard Gray's doing his own stuff now. Gerard Way. Gerard Gray. Okay. Okay. We have a listener who writes in called Gerard Gray. That's why I made the mistake. Me. <laughs> he's probably old. <laughs> anyway, if he's one of our listeners, he's not going to be young. Yes. <laughs> the thing is, I'm not. Um, Sorry, Gerard Gray. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'm not against uh, the, the fact that Twilight's a bit conservative. I think you can argue it is a bit sexist the way she has no confidence until she gets a boyfriend. Yep. But I'm not against slightly right-wing literature when. It, like we look at Hunger Games and all its offspring, everything's so ridiculously left-wing. Like, oh, it's a system save. Oh, we're so oppressed and stuff. And I'm like, oh, so start a revolution with all these pretentious-sounding made-up names. And I'm like, shut up, boy. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Women having rights. Well, I'm not against that. But you look at look at uh, yeah. Yeah, but think about Starship Troopers. That scene is that book scene is neo-fascist, and yet that has a culture where women. Um, men and women are all in the army in uh, in uh, armed combat, and they have like no problem showering and changing and sleeping in the same room and stuff. That's just because That's just the cause... guy who wrote it thought that kind of stuff would get him hot and bothered. <laughs> get him what? Hot and bothered. <laughs> hot. No. Well, no, it's just I think I think it's an interesting idea. The Starship oh, Trooper film do... is way better than the book. Oh, so have you seen the film? I have. I want to read the book, though. I yeah, do it, do it, read the book. And, and like, but you could argue that the um, James Bond books and the, maybe perhaps the Flashman books, they're quite right-wing, but they're still great pieces of literature. I like Kingsley Amos, but he's about as right-wing as they come. But he still writes great books. Yeah. Mm. Still insane. <clears throat> a good book's a good book, regardless of what it's saying. Unless what it's saying is really, really bad. Shall we move on and talk about... Oh, just to, before we move on and talk about it, my stepdaughter had a Gerard Way knitted doll for Christmas last year. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I bought the deluxe album of Hesitant Alien and I wanted him to sign it and I love him so much. Oh my God. So, so much. Oh, episode three. <laughs> right. Swiftly moving on. I think Night Visiting, that was my favourite one. A lot of people didn't seem to like this. I, I thought it, it was quite good. I saw it literally like an hour and a half ago. It was really good. There were lots of jump scares that made my because I was I was watching it on my laptop with my headphones and kind of my sister was watching TV and like my mum and dad were doing something else and there would just be the occasion we just kind of go <laughs> and drop my laptop or something which got me a lot of funny looks. But it was very very good. At that is it was the exact plot of a very vivid nightmare I had about three years ago and it was the creepiest thing like reliving it but like on tv that's terrifying because these i had this i dreamt i was watching tv and these it was called the waspers it was a horror film the and waspers. The, the waspers, <laughs> that's a good name and these aliens it. came down and they like invaded people 
and controlled them and they lived off like humans and oh it was it was so weird <laughs> <laughs> and i was like seriously disturbed were you like mouth agape all the way through kind of, yeah because i was I still can't quite get over the fact that it was like actually happened because it was on T. I was watching it on TV and like in the nightmare, I was watching this happen on TV, but I was like living it as well. And then two days later, you were just watching it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It... So what? I mean, it's not a massive kind of action-packed episode. No. I wasn't sure whether you know you guys would be like, oh, come on, get a move on. It's a bit slow. Did anybody but... follow the sort of the questions he was asking about religion and things like that? Because this is what he seems to be doing is to me. Is that in the second one? or The third one. Night oh, the third one. You're right. uh, He's talking yeah. about what happens to us when we die. He's talking oh, about yeah. whether people really yeah. have souls. He's talking about whether there's really any such thing as heaven. And he's asking all these questions. And he's answering them as well. But he's answering them subtly. So that if you don't like the answers, you don't have to accept the answers he's giving. But I mean, does that kind of stuff... Did, did any of you notice that he was doing that? Not particularly, but now that you mention it, I see what you mean. Um, I think Doctor Who's sort of gone for a similar sort of thing, particularly with Series 8, with the abysmal um, series finale. (laughs) It was. It's awful, but... um... It's alright, our listeners will mostly agree with you. Oh, that's great. It's just that me and Lee won't, and he only won't because I told him not to. He's got a big knife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it reminds me of like recently i was helping a friend with his uh, media coursework his photography and i offered to like um trim some photos for him on the guillotine and i did it i got started and it was going great and then i rammed it into it and it all crumpled and i was like crap because my friend's got a huge collection of brightly colored knives i'm like yeah i'm getting stabbed and i kept (laughs) doing making the same mistake again and again until he pointed out frankie it only cuts on this side (laughs) But um, yeah, don't send the guillotine back with a blunt end right. across the paper. But, um, but what I was going to say was, I think what episode three, what, what I liked about it, was that it's char- character heavy. Like, yeah. um, I think what it carried on with what episode two started, which is one character per episode, with the focus shifting mm-hmm. from each member of the gang. Because with uh, episode two, the snake story was sort of supposed to reflect Ram's story yeah. in a way. Yeah. It yeah. sounded a bit weirdly, didn't make a lot of sense, but you got a feel for Not it. Not to spoil anything, but episode eight will be concentrating on the memory of the dead Polish boy. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! His name is not in the opening title, because he's, he's not going to survive. He's like a pet animal. You can't kill the dog. He's a He, he never has had a pet <laughs> a who survived. Me. He's great. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you survived the person who owned it, I was going to say. <laughs> but, um, oh. Go on, Car- go character. You said it's about character. Heavy. Yes, I think um, it made sense to like go move on to Tanya, who was a little bit neglected, didn't have a, t- a ton of stuff to do in the first or second yeah. episode. So, um, but I think they, whereas in the first episode, it was so choppy going from character to character and it wasn't, and it was interesting with Miss Quill and Charlie, but because they have a really quirky dynamic, but uh, the rest, you sort of washed over us, um, apart from seeing, oh, April's mum's in a wheelchair. This could be interesting. And um, we'll come back to that. Yeah. You can oh, leave sorry. at that point, Miss No Spoilers. <laughs> oh, well, no. Uh, I don't... Oh, that was the first one. Going, going back to the pace quickly, that it was quite a slow episode. 
and you've got Ram and April trying to get to their friend who is obviously in some kind of danger yet they're kind of hanging around a bus stop and having a little yeah. snog I, I felt that was a bit, you know, it, it was quite well done if they weren't in any danger well, they get their relationship forced. forming and it, yeah, it, like forced within that moment. I know I get the, the adrenaline, oh, heat of the moment, but really, would would that really happen? Well, they did. It's forced heterosexuality. <laughs> it is. It is. They were like, no, well, you can't, can't complain about these things when there's a homosexual couple in it, and they get plenty of set focus anyway. <laughs> I can't complain How's about it. Forced it? It's forced heterosexuality. Oh. It was very what? forced. It was like, yeah. oh, this guy's Sexual. lost his girlfriend. What do we do? Stick him with the other girl. It, it was so sudden. It was. It was actually a bit. They didn't spoilers have a bunch of chemistry. Not sudden. Spoilers oh. at home. Spoilers ahoy. This is so that they can take it somewhere interesting in episode mm. six. So mm. I think their revelations mm. in episode six felt yeah. to me very yeah, real. Yeah, you mean that. And honest. And actually, had a point within the program. And it, it does make more sense because I thought the and same. And the reason as you, they stopped running they... was because she's only got half a heart. By the way, okay, yeah. <laughs> that didn't come up in the dialogue. There was a reason. Yeah, you're right. But, but I'd be pretty urinated off if some of my <laughs> friends were to just make out so while I was say in danger. Off if you want to. I would say yeah, urinated off because it sounds stronger. But we're but we're yeah. sticking to your sort of no um, bad language rule, <laughs> and it's scientific. So. No. Smart and quirky. Um, yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I was, um, well, I had, um, basically, because I'm only on episode three, um, going back to what you were saying about kind of with the characters, it's kind of going one character per episode. I love split point of view books, but I think with every split point of view book, there's always that one character that you're just kind of, Oh, I want to know how the others are getting on, so I, yeah. I, I'm worried yeah. that is probably going to happen but, at some point. But I think it was more well, of a problem. Yeah, we'll talk about later about which yeah. characters we, we like and we on. don't, <laughs> and that might become relevant then. But yeah, um, you, you have to get to episode six because then that part in the bus shelter, it, it's okay, yeah, it's fine, yeah. you forgive it because they, they have revelations, they've got to be honest with Episode each other. six is basically. Everything that happens in episode six in the science fiction is about catching up on the mm. characters' lives as you've seen them so far. It's almost like the series stops to take stock of where it's got to yeah. before it goes into the last two episodes so it can get to the end of the story. Is it, is it only eight episodes? Yeah, there's only two more to come. Is there a season two confirmed? No, yeah. <gasps> well, we'll like ask to be the later on whether we yeah. want to see a series two. Should we yeah. talk about series episodes four and five then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, episode four then. There's a well. There's a lot to talk about in those two episodes, but I'm guessing they're not your favourites, Frankie. No, I think um, oh, yeah. they, they started doing something that was really good by going from character to character, having the focus shift with um, first of Ram, then to uh, Tanya, uh, with Quill and uh, Charlie and all the others sort of having stuff on the side when you could still get invested in them. But episode four and five didn't balance their elements so well they were quite choppy like the first episode it's like oh here's a family drama and then they and then it's like oh it's pretentious sounding sci-fi talk we're off to another world now with not very convincing cgi oh wait <laughs> cgi oh things are starting to get interesting on this alien planet oh wait how to go back to the arguing and bitching and stuff back home and then we go back to the alien planet and like okay great we're back here and then there's a they're starting to fight and it's very badly choreographed and like actually this looks rubbish let's go back to home and see if things are any better <laughs> no the acting's still I bad i've got to go in and say yeah. actually i thought they balanced 
That really? was the tone of it really well. I have. Did yeah. anybody else? Does agree. anybody else agree with Frankie, or did they? I agree. I totally agree. I thought about. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it because the tension can easily be broken up the way you say it, where you, yeah. you go back, back, back and forth all the time. But they had to bring it somewhere. I still couldn't quite work out what the resolution was going to be. Maybe I was just being stupid, but I couldn't work it out. And when it got to a point where I thought... Seriously? Oh, about ten minutes into the episode, they said what they were going to do. I like to switch my brain off and... Be I just enjoy. did that, so what are you talking about? <laughs> talking about the balance of the tone in episodes four and five, as it bounces about between the different locations. It needs to. Because Frankie was saying different. he didn't enjoy the way it bounced about, and he thought it kept breaking the tone up, whereas I thought it actually balanced the tone really either nicely. either that or you get you know, Lord of the Rings, don't you, where it's just... You know, Frodo walking somewhere for about half a book, yes. and then somebody else doing something else for half a book. You've got to you've got to do what Peter Jackson did and just mold, meld the two together. But it's like with um, Quill and Charlie; they were the, that was the only really interesting story we had going on. I think um, with um, I think and the the governors that was pretty interesting. But um, actually, Charlie was a bit whiny at times in that one. <laughs> but the killer flowers, that's what I liked. That, that, you know, flowers that eat people, I love it. Like when my vegan friends say one day cows and things will get your revenge on you or bite you or something, I'm like, well, I'm going to write a, a character based on you who gets eaten by a plant. It's been done. <laughs> yeah. Many times, but it, they did it pretty well, I thought. Yeah. And I really liked the fact that it was a, an alien that didn't have sentience. So it yeah. wasn't like it was plotting and planning and, you know, arriving on Earth and eating people was the logical extension of some plot from the planet Zarg in outer space. But they just accidentally drifted here through the thing yeah. and just started eating people and started growing, just like any other yeah. plant would do. I think in a way it was Apart quite scary. <laughs> in a way it was quite scary seeing all this pink... It's, it's kind of disturbing that they're quite pink and fluffy, you know, quite floral... It's quite sweet. Nice. They're nice to look at until they start eating you. <laughs> Did you think it got too gory then when you started oh, no. seeing oh, them? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I liked it when the guy ran into the glass yeah. and there was like, that smear of blood, and he was just that was great. That made me jump. Actually, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Because yeah. it like showed the me damage. I'd up, I had the TV up far too loud for that moment. So I can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. Owner of a Lonely Heart is a, is a song by Yes, isn't it? Or was that just yes. a phrase in general? Yes. So co-owner of a Lonely Heart is, is one for us then, not for anybody under the age of 40, surely. <laughs> and also BBC Three showed Braveheart the night before they showed Bravish Heart. Heart. <laughs> That's funny, I nice. enjoy that. Or okay, Braveheart? Yes, it's great. What, the Mel Gibson film? Really? No. It's dreadful. It's dreadful. Is yeah, it? that's the reason. That's I like reason it. It's, it's great, so great because it's so bad. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but um, I thought Charlie took so so long doing the yeah. um ball of destiny glow stick thing. That was, was that like was quite a long time, wasn't it? But and I then think... he was like, "Should I really do this?" And Mateus oh, was like, "Don't do it, Charlie." And he was like, "I must." Oh, that yeah. And I was that like, was... What are you doing? That's what I'm talking but about. But did you not <laughs> feel the well. tension no. because he... No. Yeah. It was his entire species mm, yes. that he was basically sacrificing it was to really save sweet. a species that but, he didn't really care about. And there was a three-way split on it. You know, you had Quill saying, no, take out the Shadowkin. Yeah. But we knew that yeah. April was about to become part of the Shadowkin because you knew she was going to be the king. And yeah. it's like, well, if she does that, then she's killing April. And it's, you know, 
what's where's it going to go? How you, how's this going to resolve? I think going three ways can be quite difficult though, unless you've got a story like Remembrance of the Daleks, where the bad Dal- um well they're all bad Daleks, but you've got the Imperial <laughs> Daleks, the you've got the bad Daleks. Daleks and the badder Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I think the Imperial guys who are the badder ones in. Um, remembrance but then you've got the doctrination sort of in between running from place to place and they're just being awesome so So the resolution then where it was the shadow king that turns up and saves the day even though this has been spoiled about 10 minutes in was that satisfying i think it could have looked cooler well i suppose that's a budget thing really i think i don't know why he was uh, charlie was so stressing out and i don't understand why mater i didn't understand their side of the story i don't think that was explored enough like i mean i understand it's all his people but they're all dead and they're just random they'd be inhabiting other people's bodies and if they did kill these people like that the governess i don't understand why she withheld information as well because they were like the governors were like talking about how they might have only been one being sold, yeah. so he'd only have to use one person. So why didn't she tell them that in the first place? Yeah, and it just doesn't make sense. But maybe there is a reason to that, and we'll find out yeah. soon. Why? Maybe she's testing him. We don't know, do we? Well, yeah, I know they said that they learned more about them, yeah. but she was kept on pressing on about this urgency. It's like we're going to be overwhelmed in a matter of minutes, and then she was mm. like, "Well, yeah, it was going to be fine." There was all this. It almost feels like I mean, I'm probably completely way off, but it almost feels like she is there as a some kind of higher. Um, kind of, I don't know, dirty or body or somebody really important. Well, I was going to bring up at the end, yeah, what do we think test. is going to happen in the last two episodes? Mm, Although this no. podcast will probably go out after the last two episodes have been on, so everybody <laughs> will know already. And we'll sound like idiots. Well, it'd be interesting to talk about it. Should we talk briefly about episode six? And then have a slight short break. That was like before, into, before we move on, on, there was, there was a, there's a really fun moment where um, they are getting a little bit um, saucy. April and Ram. Oh yeah, and then the, the, the shadow. <laughs> Those kin. are always the funniest the sh- moments, the sh- as far as Lee's concerned. <laughs> <laughs> but the shadow kin, king. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, he's, oh. he's getting a bit hot under the collar too. And there's a real funny moment when he turns. He goes, "Can I have a cuddle?" Just, <laughs> Did he, a, is that what he yes. said? That floored yeah. me. He oh, says, "Can I have a so moment funny. of cuddling?" But he said it in his voice. He's like, moment, "Can we have a moment, moment of, of cuddling?" <laughs> Just absolutely brilliant writing. I don't think I can really understand what. Yeah, but then what did you think when they get to the shot of the pair of them on the floor (laughs) and you're saying it can happen to anyone, dear? Oh yeah, that was really funny, wasn't it? (laughs) That was definitely the (laughs) grown-ups. Anyways, Um, yes, episode six. Then the reason why we're sitting here in detention. Yeah. Um, Episode six. Of course, when this was arranged, we had no idea that that was going to happen in episode six. No, it does feel like detention. Does it? <clears throat> okay, the so, Breakfast Club in space. <laughs> also, partly inspired by a couple of Doctor Who stories. Yeah, there's Ron Steele as well, I thought. Yeah, all sorts of things. But yeah. in Doctor Who terms, there's a book written by Paul Cornell, who <clears throat> did Father's Day yeah. and um, Human Nature. Did he where... also do Love and Monsters? No. no. Okay. That was Rosity Davis. Oh, really? But Paul Cornell writes this book in which the which this church gets transplanted to the moon with all the people in it, oh. and then they have to find a way to get back. Mm. To save the day, and it turns out the church is a uh, some kind of sentience and gets them back anyway. I can't remember. But episode six, then the detention was it boring? No. Just five people in a room for the entire forty odd minutes. 
That's kind of what I thought it would be. It's like, when I saw the trailer, I don't think anyone was excited, because it's like, with Doctor Who, the episode Midnight. Donna was barely in it, so they're just in a little room for a while. You didn't, uh, mm. uh, it looks like it would be boring. I was like, and I saw the trailer for, um, what's it called, sorry? Detained. Detained. And um, I was like, great, they're all just going to be trapped in a room, bitching with, uh, uh, with a rock. And uh, <laughs> with a pet rock. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminds me. That's what of, it looked like on the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, and and Miss Quill was he's only laughing because he's got a pet <laughs> rock. I just love them. Imagine, imagine Patrick Ness turning up to the uh, pitch meeting. Yeah, I'm gonna have a bunch of teenagers bitching about a rock <laughs> for 45 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Trying to decide which one gets to take it home and keep it. <laughs> I used to. But um, oh my god, is this a thing then? Yes. My what? friend right. painted it for me. It was a birthday uh, present. She's been... called Hypatia. Well, actually, it's called Samuel, and he has googly eyes. Well, actually, there are the, um, uh, the those people on outside M and S who are always yes. painting little pebbles and things. And there's a lovely, but I still have one of theirs. But anyway, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I think what this episode did was it really explore anger and the way teenagers feel about each other, like. Oh, I think that none of you like me. I'm just, for just the annoying one in the group. And they're like, no, everyone feels like that sometimes. But when there are actually people who look forward to seeing you every day, I think it was quite dark and bleak when it needed to be. But I think the message, the underlying message, was quite uplifting. Mm. And I think if that, in spite of yeah. all those things, that you're still friends. Yeah. And you still work together yeah. to get things done. And you've just made me think of a wonderful idea. I want everybody oh. on this table to turn to the left and say the worst thing about the person sitting on your left hand side that you can think of. <laughs> and no, I'm not actually going to make you do that. Oh, <laughs> what a shame. I'm in the right position Quinn. for JR. <laughs> no, not including us, the four kids, Lee. Oh. We don't have to do it. I don't have to turn to my right to think of something awful to say. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Quinn, not heard from you for a while. Episode six, detained. Did it work for you? Yes, and I thought that it was really relatable when Tanya said, Oh, white people, you have your own little white fairy tale. And I was like, yes, you get her. <laughs> because it always happens. It'll be like the tragic black backstory. It'll be like, the dad's not there. Oh, black the characters is getting killed struggling off. struggling to cope. And then she dies or something. And is then... this in life or in fi- just in fiction? Just, well, just in fiction. Really. Mainly, yeah. Yeah, um... But, yeah, the dad's gone. So, there we go. That's one point ticked off. <laughs> she hasn't died yet, but maybe she will. So, we'll see if I take that <laughs> point off. But like Only the Polish kid is dying. Shut up! <laughs> so, East no. Europeans are disposable now. No, no, <laughs> Definitely. No, no, I love Mateo so much. Um, but I also love Tanya. And I think that, yeah, I really wanted to see more of her taking down April because I just don't like April anymore. She was really sweet in the first couple episodes. And then she just got annoying, and you're like, "Is that oh, the only thing she's now?" Just annoying. Annoying. She's just no. It's just like um, in the bit where Tanya's complaining about something. Um, April's like, "Well, my dad tried to kill me. There's something wrong with everyone." And then it's like, "Yeah, April." Well, it's, it's a fair point. I mean, yes, but she just keeps going on about it, and you're like, "April, he went to prison. You're fine now. Your mum's fine now. Please." Oh, but... spoilers. Oops. But you know, yeah. well, he does come out and say hello. Yeah, so. but he, it's not like he tried to kill her again. Actually, he pretty much saved the day. In... I think he should have killed. I think she should have killed him. I was ripping, waiting for that. I was waiting for. We're the... in episode five for 
able to kill a dad. Yeah, I flipping wanted him to die so but I just want him to go, her to go and like decapitate him and it just all be a done <laughs> done with and who could be Sushka. out of the way. It's a very wow. good. I thought you like university challenge. I didn't think you meant to. <laughs> slash a himself What did he do even? He well, not redeemed himself through action. No, 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 no. I mean, to redeem himself. But he was suicidal. It wasn't exactly his fault that he was. I know, but in that suicidal. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. It was a bad You don't need to bring down a bunch of people with you. Shut up! It was. This is what people do. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean they should. It's like <laughs> jump in front of a train and well, you, that's the point you of stop the entire railway going for another. But you're not. And you scar the driver for long. life. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And but... a really like inconvenient for someone's day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you late to work? Oh, somebody jumped in front of the train. Oh, you're fired. God what? damn it! If they hadn't died in doing it, I'd have killed them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, like, but I think I think that. The dad was whiny and annoying, but I don't think he deserved to die. I think April deserves to die because I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> She's just annoying. She's really annoying. Yeah, I kind She's of wanted really to kill annoying. the Shadow King too. I, and I, then yeah, and then too. she died. Yeah, I was kind of ready for I that. I just want it over with because she's like, oh, my heart hurts. And you're like, go away, April. No one likes you. I like her. Well, <laughs> I think she has her moments. And she does play country music, which I kind of like sometimes. <laughs> Well, Mr. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Swift. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. really annoyed because I was writing a story and I must have heard Taylor Swift on the radio or something, um, as in the name. And then I th- I wrote a character called Taylor Swift and then I found out that Taylor Swift was an actual person. I was so annoyed because I really liked the name and I wanted to keep when it. Was this? But it was like a male character called Taylor Swift when I wrote it when I was about nine. Oh, right. I was going to say, this couldn't be recent. <laughs> Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just sort of rename him like Tyler Fast or something? <laughs> or Tyler Swift. Tyler Quick. Yeah. No, no. I was I was really annoyed and upset when I found out that Taylor Swift was an actual person. No, you should have left it in and then had it. a joke halfway through. You realise there was that pop star back in the 2015s who was called Taylor Swift, don't you? I don't okay. like those kind of jokes. <laughs> do, you, do you think that... Um, that Patrick Ness throws in all the time. Do you think that um, the dad has had his story already or do you think he'd be back? Because... He he was kind of like almost forgiven. This is an after the break question for the second half of the podcast. Let's use this as a segue. Go on now. Right. Blech. <laughs> I'm sorry. That'll be it. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay. Right, you were talking about Instagram. Before we get back to Lee's question, right, me and Lee are old. We do Facebook, and we sometimes Twitter, but you were talking about Instagram, so do kids your age still Facebook and Twitter, or is that just not a thing? I I think, I I want Twitter solely to follow celebrities and stuff, because... Stalker. Do you know who has a great Twitter? Gerard Way. (laughs) One of his tweets is my yearbook quote, it is, if the world tells you to lengthen your shorts... You must shorten them. It's <laughs> my yearbook quote. <laughs> That's good advice. Good. It's good advice. But yeah, oh, yeah. Because no celebrities ever use their Instagram. No. It's really annoying. So I, I want to get Twitter, but Facebook. Nah. All popular people use Facebook. Popular oh, people use Facebook. Facebook yeah. comments. Ooh, really? Facebook uh, Messenger. Did you go on Facebook Messenger yesterday? Ooh. Admittedly, this I guy, have Facebook This girl Messenger. now hates me because I commented on her You're ex's not on profile Facebook, picture. No, well, actually, on Facebook, I'm called Adam Quill. Because Can't... it said my name was a fake name, so I decided to go for the fakest name possible. 
Seriously. Can I add you then? Sure, go for it. That's Adam Quill. Is that like Miss Quill's long lost? No, I made it before this. Did you want that to go to thousands of people? Uh, go for it. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you might get about three ads on the back of this. Well, it's fine because I looked and there are many people called Adam Quill. And nobody will know what you look like. Yeah. So they'll not know which one is you. Yeah. What if it's all of them? She's male. <laughs> She's male. I am all of them. Right. I mean, I I we are Adam. <laughs> right. Lee's question is dull in, in comparison to the conversation which is happening. But we've talked about the characters quite a bit. But let's actually get into talking about the characters. Let, let, that, that's the gonna, important thing, really. I, I just wanted to throw out the dad again. Mm. Because you stop know, having like, your private conversations. Having a private conversation. You know that you know you were talking about the dad and all that. Stuff. I'm wondering whether his story's over or not. Because I know Frankie, you're saying, oh, you know, he should get over himself and all that sort of stuff. But if you think about the serious, because all of this series is thrown serious subjects mm. um, out of the telly at people. One of those they haven't quite named it yet, but it was his depression. He yeah. obviously had depression, which is a very serious thing. So do you reckon there's there's going to be an episode where he? Completely and utterly conquers this and moves forward, or do you think he's done that? I think it's, um, I'm not sure if you really can make an episode where somebody completely and utterly conquers depression and show that in a sort of sci fi way. I mean, Vincent and the Doctor just sort of showed there is no easy answer. Yeah, good answer. But then maybe what we'll get, because all these episodes seem to tie together, this is not a series of discrete episodes so much as it's a series in which discrete things happen during a series of interconnected episodes. So will the series end with April going through an experience that mirrors her dad's experience? Ooh. What's driving off a motorway? (laughs) Well, in a spaceship? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not actually driving off a motorway. (laughs) But might the series end with April putting the lives of the others in danger? Ah. And having to make a choice. So suppose she had to sacrifice herself, but she'd probably end up doing it with other people as well, just to save the world? Something like this, maybe. I mean, do... From the way it's been going, this is what I can see coming. Not necessarily that specifically, but things like this. Mm. It seems to me that Patrick Ness is foreshadowing through all these episodes all the things that he's going to tie together in the final episode. That's what it looks Mm. like. Obviously, next week's episode's uh, going to be a completely different beast. Which looks great. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It looks great. Ormus Quill. (laughs) <laughs> well let's talk about the characters Miss Quill do we actually like Miss Quill I love Hell Miss yeah. Quill she's great <laughs> Sash, yeah. Yeah. but I think she needs to put this revenge behind her like she's yeah, I fixated think. so much on this revenge she's like she's not even sort of really living anymore like she's oh, you're the episode so 5 much. girl aren't you yes I am so things are going to change episode in episode 6 <laughs> is that good well we're not going to say I don't know if we can avoid saying... Yeah, just say it. No, let's no, not no, say no, it. No, oh, okay. no, no, no. Let's not spoil it. Well, this, put it this way. The things that you're looking to happen will start happening in episode six. Okay, that's all right then. Hmm. But yeah, I like her. I think she's and that'll cool. be interesting to see where it goes from there. Yeah, that's going to continue into episode eight without any question. In fact, it looks to me like that's going to be the basic thrust of episode eight, probably. But I think... Yes. Um, Miss Quill just embodies everything that's great about class. She's cool, she's got her in style, she's sexy, she's, she's badass. <laughs> <laughs> and she's alien. Yeah, and that. Good one. 
So, well, well, everybody loves Quill. Is that? anyone else not really liking the mum bob? The mum bob? Uh, yeah. I think, it's, yeah. I think she pulls it off. Though. Yeah, but... I like, think she does as well. Also, her nose, she could cut cheese with it. It's like... <laughs> so? No, I love it, but just pointing That's out. That's a personal dig at an actor, you know? Yeah. No, I love it. I love <laughs> But they've the given her a haircut specifically to highlight her nose. Her angular face. Yeah. yeah definitely. It's funny. I don't know but if that's going to help make her... That's... She may help make her look alien, I think. Yeah, I mean, she does definitely look alien. I mean, <laughs> as far as it looks concerned, would, would you pass around paper there? All no. right. Drawing. <laughs> Drawing each other. Okay, notes. fair enough. This is like class, isn't it? It's very like class. <laughs> oh. What about Charlie? Can be a bit whiny. He's a bit like Peter in Narnia. Like, they're sort of pretentious, like, big hero story, but at the end of the day, he's a bit bland. He's... He's the one with the least personality. Yeah. Yes. Did episode five go any way to addressing that? Made it worse. Yeah. Five. I the one know. where he has to either press the button or not, basically. On his... Oh no, I don't think that that was a very good episode. I think he dithered way too much. He was just kind of mm. like, "What do I do?" Since <laughs> the moment I haven't seen this. So but I'm you just... like Charlie. I do like Charlie. I think that it's. I think it, they've characterised him rather well because with Miss Quill she seems to be just settling down on Earth really well whereas you can tell that he is alien because he doesn't know what's going on mm. and he's kind of mm. like I'm going to look up something on my phone in class because I, I don't, don't know, know what Miss, they're Miss, talking about. I mean, Quill they've not overplayed that though have they? No. Quill also does it quite a lot she doesn't understand certain <laughs> things but she doesn't care Yeah It's like, well, I don't really care. that get bad away. <laughs> Yeah Where yeah, so he's trying to be Yeah Yeah like what is that? A squirrel? <laughs> Don't care. Am I drawing you now, Marco? Yes. No. Brill. Yeah. <laughs> For the benefits the of the brill. listeners, a piece of paper is going around and everybody's drawing one another. <laughs> Which will get scanned and put up online. Well, what's everybody's favourite character? Quinn, who is your favourite character? Charlie? Or is it the Polish Mateus! boy? Yeah, the Polish <laughs> or boy. Or Tanya. I love Mateus so much, though, because, like, he's he's not a main character and he was, he's kind of cast off as just the boyfriend mm. but he's really sweet and you get to see that a bit more in episode six and mm. it's like he doesn't understand but he's really really trying and you're like Aah. and that's another clever thing again about about the writer mm. knowing what we're thinking because mm. he's coming and he's talking and then ram turns around and goes well who the hell are you anyway you're like yeah. a hanger on and we're all thinking yeah he's, he is a bit of a hanger on he should is he part of the group or not we're not yeah. Well, the only reason he's not part of the group is because she's gonna die. (laughs) I think it's good to have characters who may or may not be part of the gang, but they just sort of help a bit, like Lois in Torchwood, and um, uh, I think in Doctor Who, you've got recurring characters there, haven't you? Did you think it was weird then when the parents were introduced to the Hellgate? Wow. Oh, right, that, yeah. Ram told his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be honest, that's. <laughs> I think that that's the first time that's ever happened, kind of, in a TV show, where, because generally it's either the kids just kind of go around making awkward excuses yeah. for comedic effect, yeah. or the parents find out and freak out. Yeah. This is the first time there has been a realistic. What about Sarah Jane Adventures? So Alan discovers, <laughs> Maria's dad discovers uh, what she's up to. Did you not watch? Yeah, but he, like, 
discovers it. Yeah. He doesn't. Get she told. doesn't just go right. You know what? Well, got my chest. I really like the father son bonding moment because in a lot of media and stuff, it's kind of like, oh yeah, he's this big tough athlete guy. He's not allowed to talk about his feelings, but he opens up to his dad, and often it's presented that you can't really talk to your dad because he's just the father. You got to go talk to your mum if you need to. You need some advice, but. I thought it was a really good scene because even though the dad really didn't know what was going on, he listened and he just yeah. it took it for what it was. He didn't really quite understand, but he decided he was still going to support his child through it. As far as the parents are concerned, my two fairy characters are Varen, who's Ram's dad, mm-hmm. and um, April's dad, just because <laughs> he's got so much interesting you know, backstory. And I like the way he talks like this. I know. <laughs> but also that was where I thought his redemption came in because he could have just freaked out and messed that episode up for everybody. Yeah. And instead he stepped in and although he didn't he didn't act to do anything, what he did was through his words and through his emotional contact he I nearly cried about the right it. things to happen. Did you? Yeah, when he was t- when when they're on the battlefield, and of course it's it's always that thing. It's a bit like the sicker acts, isn't it? Where the doctor gets a chance to talk for about ten minutes, and all the baddies just sitting there waiting. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always think this. This was ha- this was happening there as but well, the where he gets the just chance. Just like sitting there on the floor. Well, the, like, well, the king can't up. move because I think because of the code of the way the you know yeah. he's beaten, so he's got to stay there. And everybody's waiting for the answer of whether she is the king or not. So you. You've got a reason why they're waiting, but it was a bit too long. But once you get into the conversation with with the dad and April, I was kind of really feeling because I'm a dad, you know, and I was looking and going, "Yeah, go on, you tell her, you tell her, mate. Go on, you're not that bad." Really. He was a bit redeemed then. <laughs> like, I I can understand if I think I was un- I wanted him to die at the beginning of the episode, but at the end I wanted him to die slightly less. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he was rather sweet, and I. Yeah, I just felt bad for him, really. Because he did, he like owned up, he said, I know I've been like selfish and stuff. Mm. And I think... He didn't try and kill them because he didn't like them. No. He tried to kill them because he was in a really bad place himself. Yes. And, and I he think... was ultimately selfish, and he admitted that he was mm. Sorry, selfish. Quinn. And I think that... <laughs> I love it! As, like, as on his way to redemption, he's like on the right path. Do we think, then, do we... Would we like to see a second series? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's see where they go with it. Because I think um, if you go back to the first episode where Peter Capaldi basically comes in at the end and he's like, okay, guys, this is what you're doing. This is what <laughs> each <laughs> This is what each episode is going to be. Peter, listen to this. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. This is the formula for each episode now. I'm um, offended. Um, <laughs> sorry, Sashka. But uh, and, and everyone, um, it's sort of like uh, the doctor basically comes in and is almost saying, "This is your substitute for Doctor Who now. We're off for a year because the Moffat's driving it into the ground." <laughs> but um, that's not what a spin-off should be. You want it to work on its own. So, um, well, does it? I think it does. Yeah, but um, I want it to make sure it's established as that. If it stays that way. I don't want it to just disappear as soon as Doctor Who comes back and we just have to put up with more of the goofy humour that was really written for Matt Smith. 
Because the worst thing that could happen is Peter Capaldi turns up in episode eight of Class. And mm, saves the day, day again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would. When he first turned up, I was like, get out, this is not your show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he I would think... just make a cameo in this episode, yeah. like in a bit of exposition or something. I, I, like, flashback, I liked okay. the fact that he turned up at the end of the first episode to kind of establish it. But if he turned up in episode eight, I don't know, if he turned up and ended up ultimately saving the day, yeah. I think that it would just it would just make all of all of the other characters kind of all of their adventures and character development and kind of everything building up to that final episode it would just make it yeah. worthless. It'd be worth it. Yeah. But I think um with having him at the end of the first episode, he's very good in it. I think it's one of the best Capaldi's best performances I've seen. But having hit the doctor turn up right at the end uh, yeah, we know him as the guy who's going to save the day. We know him from the family show. So when he, after all the stabbing and blood and yeah. people getting exploded, when he turns up and starts making jokes and things, and you know, and he just, but he basically just switches on the lights and gets rid of them. It kind of, it, it ruins things a little. But not completely. I, I actually agree. I mean, I, I love Peter Capaldi anyway, mm. and I love Do- the Doctor that we're watching at the moment, so mm. I disagree with the Moffat thing. But um, I genuinely think he didn't need to be in it at all maybe just a small part but it was weird because you had all that yeah. blood somebody had just died didn't they mm. the girlfriend had just died Rachel. and Ram was at half a leg and he's there waving a sonic screwdriver about and I thought it's not really the right tone it doesn't mm. quite work I making think... jokes and, and he said uh, your leg's fallen off I'll just go and fetch you a spare one from the TARDIS <laughs> and when did that ever happen Ram gets like, <laughs> such a hard time like mm. he's constantly getting like the worst deal like yeah. I mean the others they don't like see Ram. anyone getting killed he's just seen his girlfriend being like stabbed and exploded in front of him he's got blood spat all over his face his leg comes off he's like hobbling along he whacks a chair on the back and they're just sort of standing there and they and then like the, oh, he just always seems to get the worst end of every yeah. deal and then the next week he thinks oh god thank god I just go back to and football he... and a bit of normality and his coach turns into this great big alien yeah, dragon trying to eat eating dinner ladies I like that coach again. dinner ladies he's always was getting stuff on his face I love the mirrored movements where like he was there with his cigarette and she was there with her cigarette and then like, they both open their mouth and drop the cigarette. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Fighting yeah. dinner ladies at my school, like we all got them really well. The catering staff actually hugged me on my last day. Was that because you used to go out for a fag with them? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what we were so saying. I knew the chief dinner lady's daughter. So. What we were saying about. Oh, what we were saying before we zip. Thanks. Uh, what were we saying before? Oh, I had a really good point. Martha, I'm going to ask you something else then. Okay. Who's your favourite character in class? Probably Miss Quill or Charlie or Tanya. But <laughs> not the other ones. <laughs> really? But why not the other ones then? Well, just because, I don't know, I think they, they um, I, I like them. It's not like I dislike them. I just don't think they're as good as the others. I really like Miss Quill. She's really cool. I think the acting's really good across yeah. the board. Yeah, actually. pretty solid. Yeah. Sure. Was it a surprise when the headmaster got killed in the second episode? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was really he nice. was quite sweet. He was really sweet. Yeah, that was, was, like... that was a surprise. And actually, he was a character from Doctor Who. Yeah, mm. but he wasn't good in Doctor Who. Okay, so he deserved to die. <laughs> no, he didn't. He redeemed himself a little in class, and then it was more. It came as more of a shock, and got rid of him. Like, oh, mm. I was just starting to like him, which makes it. I think the violence in it. Um, is um, uh, admittedly they do sort of substitute all the blood and gore for horror sometimes like with the shadows this is exactly what they didn't do with the Vashta Narada a goofy shadow that just leaps out at you 
and turns into something else. Like, no, it, they stuck with something simple, having two shadows. That's weird and creepy, uh, just in itself. It's simple, it works. But uh, <laughs> they didn't leave any time or anything for a like, slow build of horror, so we just had a bit of a bloodbath towards the end of the story. Mm. The death of the headmaster, again, so, yeah. is Patrick Ness actually thinking through his entire story mm. and putting things in so that he can use them. And so the headmaster gets killed off, and you all think, oh, just killed off a character, one that we quite liked. But no, actually, the reason he's killed him off is so that he can introduce the governors. Oh, yeah. And Pookie Kennell. Pookie has, Kennell, is that her That's name? how you pronounce the, the surname of right. the, girl, the woman who plays her. She's called Pookie Kennell. That's, a, that's yeah. the full surname. Or was, this there's a silent so, S in her surname, which I'm going to it. transpose to her first name and from this point forward called her Spooky <laughs> Kennell. <laughs> it says here Pookie Quesnell, obviously. But I think it's, it's a silent Can I see S. that? Quesnell. But what a name, Pookie Quinnell. Brilliant, isn't it? That's a good name. That's a good name. Mm. Right, so she's introduced, and therefore the concept of the governors, mm. which looked, <laughs> when you first heard the governors and you realised that this robot that had been in episode two was associated with the governors, because it came up in dialogue either in episode three at the start of four or somewhere. Mm. So it looked like the governors were going to be something bad. But then they're making offers to Miss Quill to help her out mm. and they're actually involved in stopping the flower invasion in episode five mm. so the governors are they a bad thing or are they just useless i mean they've literally left it up to the kids to do it all and like people have been dying left right and center that's true and they've just left it up to four teenagers and they could have intervened earlier like uh, i think miss quill said that where have you been that sort of thing and it's like yeah why have you just left it up to these kids well in a way that yeah, kind of reminds me of the time <laughs> Yeah, but we don't know if they're on our side, that's the point. Yeah. We don't know if they're on our side or against us. Probably don't or care. completely ambivalent. Yeah. We don't know. But this is what I'm asking, what do we think? I reckon they don't care about the odd human getting killed off because they're like, oh, teenagers are annoying. But, um, <laughs> but, but if, like... Well, something... I wouldn't argue with that, frankly. To be... <laughs> but if someone's going to eat the whole world, I think, okay, that's a bit far now. And then uh, try and set... Who have we got available? Oh, alien criminal. You still do. Do we like the governors? Do we like Pookie I, I do, actually, yeah. I think that she's a character with potential. I think she's pretty cool in a similar way to Quill. I like the fact that they're there because it gives a level of ambiguity to mm. the series that wasn't there before. Mm. Previously, everything was that we'd clear. seen... Yeah, everything in the first couple of episodes was like, there's a reason this is here, there's a reason this is here, there's a reason this is here, and it's all black and white, and you can see what the reasons are. And, you know, all the analogies and metaphors and that are all pretty mm. clear as day. And then the governors turn up and all of a sudden it's a bit of a curveball and you're not quite sure anymore what's going on. And I really, I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's building it up. Yeah, yeah. So that big finale. I wonder if he'll tie all these things together. Okay, Sashka, we're with you. Well, who is your favourite character? I really like Tanya. I think she's great. I just... I think she's the most realistic, like, I think she reacts really realistically in, like, how a lot of people would react in that situation. Mm. And she just, she seems sort of a bit like the voice of reason and, like, logic. Mm. And she You're going to love episode think, six. Things through. <laughs> I just like her. And, um, and finally, Frankie, how about you? Um, I've expressed my, um, well, I'm sort of going to reinforce the misconception my friends have that I'm a chronophile and say that I absolutely love Miss Quill. But, um, uh, <laughs> but uh, 
fetish for old well, that's a fetish for old people. I thought it was a fetish yeah. for clocks or something. No. <laughs> well Moving on. But, um, <laughs> but I do quite like Ram. She's I think, not that old. She's younger than me and him. I know. But I also really like Emma Thompson as well. Oh, okay, fair yeah, enough. Emma Thompson is hotter than Emma Watson by far. Who's Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson is Nanny McPhee. She's <laughs> <laughs> not the best example. But think of her in <laughs> Nanny McPhee too, where she's not quite as ugly. Or is she? Does she go back to being ugly? Oh, in the Nanny sea M- part two, there. <laughs> yeah, she just goes to a different place. Emma Thompson, she, she's in Emma, isn't she? Isn't it? No, no, not the Emma. One of those Austin things. Yeah, she's in Much Ado About Nothing. Yes. She's great. Right? She's she's great. She had a son who went to Exeter University, so she used to come down here quite a lot. I must have missed her. I think you probably. This was 10, 15 years ago. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure she's glad. <laughs> in that film about Walt Disney. Yes, yeah. Saving yeah. Mr. Banks. That one. Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. That but, one. Um. But oh, yeah. one name I've not heard from anybody is Ram. I really like I Ram. Liked Ram. I was going to say. But I mean, in the round I've just done. Yeah. yeah. Ram no, not so much. Ram is my favourite character. He just. And so is his dad. I, I, think, I, think, I think it's good that he's not just doing the typical kind of. I'm really sporty, so I won't associate with these. Spotty kids. Yeah, so I, I think it's good. He, he gives more depth to that kind of. Yeah. Cool. And he addresses character. the religion, the Sikhism. Yeah. And I think he did that yeah. nicely too, like with his dad as well. Mm-hmm. And I do like their relationship. Yeah, yeah. they didn't I overdraw it. it at all, did they? Yeah. They just I, did it nice and subtly. I love the relationship, it's great. And I like yeah. the fact that he lost his leg and he's got a robotic leg, which we all think was going to be like totally mega powerful, and it hasn't been. It's just <laughs> been like a normal just foot. It's just been a bit crap. Well, it's been a bit crap. Couldn't Capaldi have like gotten strax or someone to cone ram and then like amputate the leg from oh one my, to the and other? And just kill the clone. <laughs> yeah, it's not fine. living yet. It's like abortion. Oh, that's a bit intense. Let's try and that, avoid that was, this. I think that's a bit dark. But it'd take too long as well. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, yeah you'd have, have to wait. You, have that one. you cryogenically freeze him. Yeah, but... Actually, talking about just quickly talk about issues. I mean, there are loads of issues in this, mm. and it's rammed down your throat pretty much. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, <yeah. laughs> but um, you know, for me and Jay, it's like okay, here's another kind of slightly teen issue. Here's an angsty issue. Here's an issue with this. Here's an issue with that. Okay, we see it all, and it's and it's fine. Get it. But what about but, you guys? Do you feel like it's a bit kind of rammed in there on purpose, or does it feel natural to have all of this? I think it feels natural because lots of teens have lots of issues. I think mm. um, we, we were like, teens yeah. too. So, but it's hard yeah, but, to remember. I think. But I mean, the other is being issue led something that informs a lot of the other things that you watch well, and read. Issues yeah. is kind of motivation in lots of places because yeah. if everything's everything's fine, not really any issues. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't know, start something happened, but if it didn't really affect you in in a mm. direct way, you might try and sort it out. But you know, so issues with you is just generally motivation for some people because you're motivated to fix it. Then in a story, that could be the main plot line. Like, oh my. Dog. Leg fell off. Yeah, oh, my leg fell off. So that's and this new one's crap. Yeah, so the new leg sucks. Episode two. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think it's motivation in lots of cases. It's a good plot device. I think, um, well, in some ways, <coughs> sorry, um, the sort of teen issues and stuff was inevitable 
in necessarily like detainment because they're all trapped in a room together. It's going to explore the relationships between the characters. I think with the prisoner and that when it emits its emotions, I think it was a pretty interesting exploration mm. of anger and friendship and how the two almost sometimes coincide, which is great. Yeah, and my son is 17, and I asked him the other day what he thought of it and whether it, it was relevant or whether he enjoyed it. And he said it's the perfect, it's, it's perfectly pitched for his age. He completely gets everything in it and thought it was, he thinks it's excellent. It's one of the best things on TV. Do you all agree with him? I'm not sure if it's perfectly pitched. I think it misses out a, few, a couple of fun elements. It, I, I think it is a bit too dark and serious all the time. Uh, okay, apart from a couple of funny bits, but mainly from Miss Quill. I think it leads, needs to lighten up if it's going to mm. have a second series. Yeah. Everybody? When The Walking Dead's been going downhill. Like, and not downhill as in bad. I've never watched it. But what my dad was just saying, it's just getting so dark and so hopeless. I think people were saying that about Game of Thrones as well. Like, whether that recent series of that was too graphic and unpleasant to enjoy. Everyone is very sad on TV these days. Except on Bake Off. No, That's on, true. Yeah, Bake Off's ruined. It may be moving to Channel 4, but it won't be the same. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're going to work their way around the Bake Off format to basically remake it on the BBC One, just without What are they going to do? Are they going to do it in a yurt? Yeah, no, no, in a tent. Ooh, I like yurts. I love yurts. They're great. Um, Glamping. <laughs> yeah. How middle class can we get? We're going to do it in this time. But, um... Do you think the people who make these programmes then knew that Trump and Brexit were coming so they knew everybody would be depressed? Yeah. And that's no. why they're making depressing TV. I wasn't uh, depressed about Trump or Brexit. <laughs> well, Fair enough. A lot of people were. <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah. But... Yeah, the majority. Of the well, the other the other character that nobody mentioned when we were going through the characters in terms of favourites is April. April oh, yeah. seemed to me to be being built up oh, as yeah. like the main character, and mm. nobody seems to like her. No. I think she's kind of, changed too she dramatically. Was, she she was all. I'm only on episode three, so I can't say much. But she she seems like from what she's going, she's on the up. But it seems like from what everyone says, that she just kind of. Peters out, or and just kind of mm. loses momentum. And eh. yeah. Quinn, stop drawing for a minute and tell us what you think of April. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Sashka. Um, I mean, she seemed like a wallflower, sort of like to begin mm. with, and then like she suddenly there's just like 180 turn, and she becomes this like badass person with swords who's like really, really angry. And I don't know if she's it's she's sort of been like suppressing that or acting how she thinks she should act or something. Yeah. Or and like Ram said in episode five, like she's choosing to act. But I don't I just seem But that's it. She's got odds. a power insider which is yeah. phenomenal and it's full of hate and killing. Yeah, she uses yeah. she uses that power to heal her mum. And that's the that Ram says that's the type of person you are. So it's all about learning to control this kind of anger and this confusion and this change in her body, which is again reflecting puberty. But I, I think I think it's done really well, and I think she's she's a great actress. She's she's taken that character and she's made it work, and I believe her. But um, I've never seen her in anything else, so I don't know whether that's her normal 
kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, like which character. one was the act kind yeah. of thing. I was showing Hester, and we think she looks like a mixture between Sarah Yuri and Kristen Stewart. Oh, I was going to say that. She's, she looks too much like Kristen Stewart, which kind yeah, of put me off her. Who are we talking about? And Sarah Yuri. April. April. Oh. Oh, why did that put you off? Right, hang on. Because Kristen Stewart's a terrible actress. No, she's not. She's she not. is. She just can't express no, she's not. She's not. She... Well, no, you don't say that Robin Patterson is. He a is a terrible actor. actor. Yes, he is. No, he wasn't. He, he is. Harry he's boring. And he's crapping with Harry Potter as well. He's boring in everything I've seen <gasps> him in. Water for elephants included. I just watched a film with Kristen Stewart in it. Actually, have you seen what was the it? equals? It's, oh, uh, that one. Like a dystopian like, sci-fi. Is it where yeah, love is seen, I think it's called like. Alice She's very good in this. It's been done before and done way better though. Like Equilibrium with Christian Bale. So cute. What are you doing? That cake's for my dad. I know you don't like him, but that's for my dad. <laughs> I, I have never met your dad. I don't have any. He didn't that's like true. Go back to the subject of puberty though. Puberty. Going back to the subject of puberty because that is i suppose when it comes down to it what something like this is effectively reflecting does it and does it do it well well as you know everyone when going through puberty into it so, yeah yeah like you know has the heart of a evil king guy that that's just generally so <laughs> but that's like a metaphor when you're going through puberty your body goes through a really significant change and what happens is inside your body these big changes. You become a god. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but that's basically the metaphor, isn't it? It's saying that <laughs> your organs and everything else are changing in such a way that you're becoming a person that you don't necessarily recognise. Yeah. And isn't that the metaphor for putting this guy's heart inside April? And turning her into something else. Isn't that just a big metaphor for puberty? No. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but when I went through puberty, I didn't want to kill everyone. I didn't <laughs> well, want something I considered it. <laughs> Quinn did that. Yeah, Quinn wanted oh, to kill yes. everybody. I mean, I, I've thought about killing people, like, everyone does that all the time. Yeah. But I didn't get to <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one. Murder I didn't thoughts. get close enough to oh, yeah, actually kill like, But this is the point. Someone. That's a thought that you sort of have and you dismiss. But the, this is the television and it's a fiction. So what they do is they take those exaggerate. thoughts that you dismiss and exaggerate them and, and turn them into them. sci-fi things. Sorry. <laughs> but, the, but doesn't that work? No. I don't know. If, if the actors are all going through puberty, can they really go wrong? Well, yeah, but they're not, because... Actually, they are a yeah, bit older. But they're not ridiculously old. Like, in some TV like, shows, like, you have, like, 20-year-olds playing 16-year-olds. Like, they're believable. Like, well, four to be honest, in detergent. Thomas Sangster, he's, like, 20... When he was 11, he played a six-year-old and got away with it. Who's this? Thomas Sangster. He is... Yes. Get a picture of him. He's, yeah, like, 25. He's... He looks like a 16-year-old. It's so weird. How old is Ace of Butterfield? Because he's been he's everything. I'm not sure. That's really? He really still him. looks pretty young. He, wait, I typed in the wrong sign. Ah. I love Ace Butterfield. Bruno, boy in striped pyjamas. Yeah, do, game. Do we all Strong. believe in the characters then? Do any of us yeah, think yeah, they look yeah, way yeah, too yeah. old? Because this is one of the um, common complaints among, among older people. Peter a tiny bit. No, not Peter. Um, Charlie a tiny bit. But that's about it. But he's not, he's like... That's true. He's, he's an alien, alien. anyway. Yeah. I really like that bit in the first episode where you suddenly see what they actually look like and they just sort of like look at each other and like, so what do you actually look like? And I, I just like that, but I thought that was funny. Yeah, that's quite funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, they were all spiky and weird looking. Yeah. 
So he might not even be the same age as other people. Mm. It's yeah, like they might mature at a different rate, that sort of thing. Mm. Or he could be four. As the no. fan fiction world is very keen to explore, lots of people think that Charlie's going to get pregnant. <laughs> Wait, so what? <laughs> well, do you know what? He's an alien. Yeah. He might do, might he? Yeah. Wait, 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 Thing, like, does, wouldn't that make Mateus a paedophile no. and reinforce negative no, really. stereotypes no, about gay well, men? Well, he doesn't because he yeah, what? What? <laughs> gay men are paedophiles. Um, evangelicals, some of them. Yeah, but they also think hey, back on the subject hey, of Twilight. Hey, anyway, yeah, but they also um, think that atheists eat babies, so I don't think I trust anything um, they say. Though I, I do eat babies. babies. <laughs> no. Jelly babies. <laughs> Well, yes, I do eat jelly. I like jelly babies. Anyway. Um, they say the evil one eats babies. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, what we were saying about him not necessarily being human, they might just not even age, or they might age really quickly and then just stay at one age for years and years. But and then years. he has like morphed to look like a human, so yeah. surely he can just morph to look older. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't mean he is older. For like fifty years. Like Dorian Gray. He's that. He has a really manky old portrait. <gasps> the the manky portrait! I love the manky portrait! I'm sorry. I love yeah, it. I love the manky portrait, but Dorian, <laughs> bit of a tosser. I just love Ben Barton. <clears throat> right. Well, alright then. Because you made Sashka look really cute. No offense, Sashka. No, we're not going to score it. We're only two thirds of the way through, three quarters of the I way through. I want to draw another one. Shall we? Oh, are we? Okay, but we're enjoying these. They let's finish the thing because we're just about at the end. Oh, and yeah. then let's have five Sorry, minutes really of drawing didn't. afterwards, maybe. Final question then. Would it be better if it didn't have any connection whatsoever with Doctor Who? No. I think it would probably, it might have been harder for it to kind of get off the ground if it wasn't mm. connected to Doctor Who. Because by saying young adult version of Doctor Who, it immediately targets those Doctor Who fans who are kind of maybe feeling a bit iffy and they get to... So they've almost immediately got an audience without having to build one. Mm. But, but at the same time it reaches out. Think, yeah, and I don't think it needed to have... Peter Cavalli have a cameo mm. in it. Is that a double-edged sword, though? It's already picked up an audience, but a lot of those people are probably going to be predisposed not to like it because it's not Doctor Who. I don't think so. Like, because um, I think well, it's trying to broaden its audience, so it, to reach out to more teenagers who probably just see Doctor Who as a kids show, which, yeah, uh, which with recent series is of, totally understandable. Yeah, if they're kind of maybe going off it. Yeah. For, because they'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm growing up now, I can't watch it. <laughs> and then they watch this and kind of get, maybe it'll be a nice kind of, I don't know, a di distraction. Because Doctor Who's ha having a year off. So they watch that and then they'll think, oh, class was really good. I can probably get back into Doctor Who and then go, go back to that. I just think, I don't think it necessarily needed Peter Capaldi to make a cameo, mm. but it'd be nice to see... Um, I don't know, some classic Doctor Who villains. I think it was a good idea to have him help establish it, but actually what you say, having more Doctor Who aliens in it, like... Weeping Angels! Maybe not Weeping Angels, because they've been done to death, but there was... No, they have not! They have! In Time of the Angels, not Time of the Angels, Time of the Doctor, they reach out in the snow and they actually touch Clara and nothing happens, there's nothing scary at all. They don't They might think, oh nah, she seems alright, she's gonna die soon anyway, why... 
Why, they just why felt bother? Like, they just felt like having a group. What? <laughs> no! Nothing. Oh, she's on a different planet now. This planet. Or maybe has Clara's just so or toxic maybe. that the angels <laughs> can't even touch her. Uh, but you're right about. I, mean, I think the angels work in this series of yeah. class. Because the school was having a power light, and there's like strobe lighting going. Yeah, that's that kind of thing works because I think I think teenagers. (laughs) The angel disco. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Then they'd be like. (laughs) (laughs) We can't see what you're doing. I mean, no one knows how. Good. No one knows how the weeping angels move, so they could be like twerking. (laughs) 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 Twerking at the speed of light. Twerking at the speed of light. But I think the Zygons could be incorporated into this really well because nowadays on Facebook with teenagers, all you ever see is everyone goes behind your back and does this and cheats. And everyone just instead, Yes. So instead of that, it's like, oh no, everyone's a Zygon. You can't just do all these things. The way to establish it is kind of if. What are some of the people there were just Zygons already yeah. back from yeah. those episodes, that, the, the the anniversary episode. Well, so, kind of what they could segue in with that, and it would link in with that Zygon episode. What in if series it turns nine. out that Charlie died and is a Zygon? Leave my precious Snoo alien out. I wouldn't be able to work with It would be like that that Zygon film when being you just isn't enough. Like. I, you probably haven't heard of it, but there's an 18-rated um, oh. official... Um, it's an official Doctor Who spin-off about oh aliens from 70s Doctor Who shape-shifting into human form and having sex with humans. What? How it's, is there? It? There's no story. There's, at least what story there is is terrible. The actors <laughs> are like... Okay. Uh, you see scenes like where women compare each other's boobs just randomly... And what? it's like it's some, unnecessary. undressing. It's like somebody told the guy to charge a BBV. Yes, Bill Banks, this is what women do as soon as men leave the room. Oh. Um, it's true, though. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> On DMV, everyone's whipping off their clothes. Anyway. But I think class could effectively take that idea and do it ten times. <laughs> no, the Zygon idea. The Zygon idea and just do it ten yeah. times better. I've got to say that when I heard there was going to be an eight-episode spin-off from Doctor Who, my first thought was it'd be the story of all the Zygons yeah. are up to when the Doctor's not around. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I do like, think that well, they, they could find out that the entire school is being kept underground. There's little poddy things, and it's all Zygons, and they're they're gonna do stuff. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be the right monster, doesn't yeah. it? It would have to be yeah. a two-parter. No, not the Sylvine. There was a reason why they ended up in the children's spin-off because it's farting aliens. It was, but that's not going to work well in a show that's so dark. What if the Slavine kill people by farting on them for a lighter? That'd be pretty gruesome. That'd be a way of tying it all together. Um, yeah, as as Lee was saying, um, not all of the uh, the aliens would work. So he's saying the Jadoon, they wouldn't necessarily work because they don't have enough potential to be a kind of genuinely scary threat. Just if the Daleks <laughs> turned up in this, yeah. they'd be completely out of place. But right? they kind would. of weeping angels. Cybermen maybe, because that way they could do a very good play on um, teenage issues around body image. Like so, they you they cajole kids into getting upgrades that Emotions. like steroid, steroid, cybernetic upgrades. Started with Rams like Yeah, exactly. 
So what if the Cybermen offer Ram, or someone in league with Cybermen offers Ram a way better cybernetic leg? And another way to then get they slowly convert people into Cybermen. Another way to get into teen issues like they do in episode six would be have the silence in it. So oh, that would yeah. be very forgetting good. things that and having to remind yeah. one another of they, things. And they really fit the style and tone of the show. I think so. Zygons would be a better way to do body image than the than the um oh, I'm not sure. Zygons no. Well, you could potentially have I'm your Zygon double. Is there anything you don't like about yourself? Well, you could improve my nose, that sort of thing. I just think that the Zygon thing is it's just sort of... done too much because it's yeah, kind of like they're big. not scary I mean, to be they're big red blobs they're jelly babies because yeah. that's the entire series around them as well but um, yeah. no, because the Zygon, every single oh, episode with Zygons in is just, who do we trust? We can't trust anyone. Well, it can be done brilliantly, and in a dark, really dark teenage show like Class, it can be done even better. But they're red blobs. They're orange. Weeping angels. Orangey red blobs. They're jelly babies. Uh, <laughs> 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 they are blobs. They're blobs, and they're not scary, and they're like... <laughs> no, the electric things? stuff coming out of the hands, that was a dumb idea. Turning people into hair fur balls, that was a bad idea. <laughs> but when they grab your face and it just stings and there's smoke and stuff, that looked awesome. That was terrifying. What about the uh, adipose? Oh. Really? No, yeah, you could do that with body image. Cause, I mean, that would just be needless, like, though. Weight loss pills now, don't yeah. they? But wasn't that done anyway in that yeah. episode? Yeah, maybe, they were. But, but I did like them, they were really yeah. cute. They were yeah, they do it again with teens. I would be willing to have a spin-off of class, like a double spin-off <laughs> of kind of, because that school is such a kind of centre for all the alien activity. So like maybe in the episodes with the adipose and like what was happening, what was happening yeah. there when all that was going on around the rest of the country? How did it affect them? Do you like know what the best spin-off of spin-off? class would be? The people on Charlie's planet saying, right, got rid of him, now what should we do? Yeah, <laughs> there's no one there. But they're dead. And that's what I mean, they're not, they've only told him they are. <laughs> well, he saw them being dead. <laughs> it's a big <clears throat> joke. It's a joke. That would be funny though. Quill deserves her own show, with her own companion. Adventures of Quill. Yeah. Dr. Quill. <laughs> yeah. Just I feel around. like Quill and Missy would really get on. Yeah. I kind of what see what you mean, Quill but I don't like Missy. And Dorothea, Pookie Canal's character, Spooky yeah, Canal's character. That would work. They should have a spin-off. Yes. Mm. Well, Quill's got her own show next week for 45 yeah. minutes. Near enough. Then. Anyway. So let's Miss, see how Missy she and Quill. I quite like that. Yeah. I don't like they Missy. That's also like a Quill. Missy and Quill. Missy and Quill. They do the chat and you choo No, but Missy and Quill should have their own spin-off. They should. They should. Yes. And on that note, one more question... Well, I thought we you go. said that there was a last question you said. There were many last questions. There were many last questions. <laughs> They've all gone. Well, here's my last question. Do you all fancy coming back in six months to talk about series 10 of Doctor Who? Maybe, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be. Yes, if we get Didn't food. <laughs> <laughs> I was in an overwhelming bacon. yes, was it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I watch it. I need to catch up with some of the Christmas specials, actually. Well, catch up, Frankie, catch up. Sorry, yeah. Those of you who do are invited to come back and do this again. Huzzah! I'll bring cake. Nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But but until then, I was JR. He was Lee. Quinnethy. Martha. Sashka. Frankie. And we will speak again soon.